Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode from Saga Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Bruce, and we have our second episode of Paranormal Files, where we talk about paranormal experiences, ghostly encounters, and more. In this episode, we are talking about the Demon House, which is in Monongahela, PA, and actually is a real haunted house to the public, but does have a long history, and uh, we've got quite a story to tell you about it. Um, We do ask that you check us out. We are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, and we do have a YouTube channel as well, so you can go to Saga Media, search Saga Media on all those platforms. Please like, share, listen and uh, spread the word because we are putting a lot of work into putting a lot of content out there in various avenues in entrepreneurship, finance, video editing, paranormal as we talk about today, uh, murder mystery, and much, much more. So thank you for taking the time to listen, and uh, please like, subscribe, uh, hit the bell notification on YouTube, and uh, check us out and check some of our other episodes out. So it is October right now, and you know, right in the Halloween season, spooky season, and um, I wanted to do a few episodes in regards to paranormal uh, investigations, experiences, ghostly encounters, and uh, and much more. Uh, for about almost ten years, I was one of the co-founders, and 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 I ran a paranormal investigation group. We had a couple different names throughout the years, but our last group was called Spooks Pittsburgh. We had about six or seven main members, uh, a ton of equipment, and one of the coolest things is we got to do and the experiences we got were not only in to, get, to get into historic buildings, historic places, uh, bed and breakfast, restaurants, taverns, and battlefields, and just lighthouses and a lot of other uh, cool areas, but other than doing the paranormal investigation itself, what was really, really cool was the fact that we were able to just get in the back rooms and the back areas and very historic buildings that we just weren't able to get to uh, if you were visiting as a you know regular customer or visitor to these locations. So it, it got us to gain access to, to a lot of cool spots and you got to really kind of see the history of the buildings and learn more about the history on top of being able to investigate to see if these places were really haunted. So um, today's episode, again, is uh, in regards to the Demon House, which is in Monongahela. So the Demon House is located in Monongahela, PA, and it is a Halloween seasonal attraction. Um, but there is allegedly a much darker history that that, that comes with it. So the, the house was built in, 18, in the 1870s by Carla McHugh, for her family estate. The mansion is believed to have been built on an ancient Indian burial ground. So if anybody's familiar with the French and Indian War and Western Pennsylvania, especially alongside like the Monongahela, Allegheny, and Ohio rivers, um, and the Okegany River, that was very much consumed by um, the Native American uh, you know, tribes throughout history in our way. And there was some battles uh, pre-Revolutionary War with the French and Indian War, um, in a lot of these areas. So the Monongahela River, specifically in Monongahela, PA, does, um, does have a lot of, uh, a lot of Native American history, uh, to the area. So, um, again, allegedly the site, you know, was, um, on an ancient Indian burial ground. And in fact, there was more than 70 unmarked graves that were discovered in the initial building of the house. Um, since the, you know, the region of Monongahela wasn't well organized at the time, the remains of these lost souls 
uh, were left unknown. So when they started building the house and, and kind of developing around, you know, the estate for the mansion, you know, um, they uncovered these 70 graves unmarked. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of other stories to it too. You know, another story from a nearby railroad camps told on how the Spanish had a uh, torture prison at this location and these were reminders of this area, you know, or era, I should say. So during the lifetime, Carla's healing powers drew visitors from all over the U.S. and from as far away as Scotland, you know, all in search of healing from illness, disease, and evil spirits. Um, additional folklore states that Carla had asked to keep some of the unidentified remains on her property for these activities. Don't know if that was proven, but that would be pretty pretty crazy if you were doing, you know, some kind of rituals and inviting people not only from across the United States at the time, but even as far away as Scotland and Europe. And you were doing these rituals with, you know, body parts of, you know, and remains of, of what was on the, you know, discovered on this property. So in 1894, the McHugh family mysteriously disappeared. Despite a lengthy police investigation, they were never found. The house remained empty until 2004. Uh, the Demon House now welcomes thrill-seekers. You know, it's a Halloween, um, you know, a haunted house Halloween for the Halloween festivities in the season. It's really cool. Um, and, you know, our story gets into around 2014. So um, the previous, the owners at the time, they're not the current owners, but the owners at the time, we had gone just for a, um, you know, a haunted house uh, to, to check out the Halloween attraction. And we had uh, talked to the woman at the front, front little desk there outside um you kind of check in you get your you get your tickets in or you have them and then they they have a cool little concession stand and fire and it's movies playing it's really cool because they have an outdoor experience and then you get to get called in your group and you wait outside so there's anticipation go inside at least this is how it was in 2014 um so we, we had asked for the owners and we had explained that we were paranormal investigators we had at the time about three dozen real uh investigate paranormal investigations across the united states which spanned from areas like gettysburg st augustine pittsburgh um, west virginia ohio um and in other uh various locations and so um we we had got into you know, we talked to the owners came out and they said they want to talk to you right away. So they were ecstatic when we they talked to us. We said we would like to put it all over our social media. Um, we can document it all and we have, you know, actual camera equipment. We're going to set everything up. We can put it in all the rooms, sound, um, recording devices and, and, and a whole lot more. So um, once we had talked, we, we exchanged information this was probably mid-October, and they stated, look, we can't have you obviously do it now. We would love for you to come when the Halloween season ends. How about, like, the second, third weekend of, uh, or third, yeah, second or third weekend of November? So it was probably around the middle, second or third weekend of, of November. Day. It was right before Thanksgiving, I would say, maybe a week or so before, because um, they had, you know, wound down their Halloween activities. It was obviously over, but we got to go out and explore well for it being even in november it was abnormally cold it was literally down to about 15 degrees which is not it doesn't usually get that cold but there was a freak cold spell that came through when we went and investigated so we had about six or seven people in our our group then we set up all of our um all of our cameras we had our monitors at, at our base camp there as we call it um we had about five rooms covered i mean there was a lot to explore with the six of us and so 
as we went out through, you know, generally I would say majority of the uh, places that we had investigated, we had either not caught any um, undeniable evidence at that time, or um, I just didn't believe that the places were haunted as the, the folklore said. And, and this is probably spanning from 2006 to about 2012 when we really started catching some, some paranormal activities and evidence like proof through um, pictures, videography, audio, things of that nature. So we get to the demon house and, you know, we set up quite a bit. It took us about 45 minutes to an hour just because the house was old. There was a lot of space. There was places to go up and down. We had to put, lay down a lot of wire and this and that. But as it went on, I mean, there were some pretty cool places to, to visit. There had allegedly been, you know, murders and this or death here. And so, we, you know, some of the ways we used to investigate is people would go, like myself, I'd go into the tub where there was allegedly a death or a murder, and I would lay in that bathtub by myself with recording, audio, pictures, a walkie-talkie, things of that nature, so I can get a hold of anybody. As the night went on, we really didn't start to catch much, but I will say um, that probably around 1, it was about 12.31 a.m., we um, we went through a room upstairs, and this is all in our Spooks Pittsburgh. It's just We haven't been active for quite a few years, but... We still have our social media up, and you can see these pictures and video, but there's a specific picture where we were walking through. Uh, it was one of the main rooms upstairs, and there's a long couch, and there's a lot of furniture, old furniture in this room, or there was at the time. As we were walking, there were some lights on, and you literally, it's the first time and only time in my life that not only did we catch it via pictures, um, you could see it with the naked eye, but there was literally a black blob um kind of hovering covering half of a lamp that was probably about seven to ten feet away from us um, we took this we took the pictures and snapped them and, and and you clearly can still see that black you know blob or mist or whatever that was that was floating but it was the only time in my experience that i ever saw something with the naked eye um outside of that i mean we did catch a lot of like dark um audio um we had responses to our questions. And so I did definitely feel that this particular place and the conclusion of it, um, and you can go on and see our pictures that we caught. I mean, that we blew it up. We, we lightened it up. I mean, it's, it's pretty plain as day that there is something that was literally hovering, covering the lamp that looked like the size of maybe a big basketball or a beach ball size that was covering the lamp um, shade. But other than that, I mean, we did get some pretty dark responses. I mean, it was hard to make them out. There wasn't anything clear, but you would ask a question and you would get like a dark, like back, you know, growling, things like that. Um, I'm trying to make it sound as best as it possibly was from my remembrance. But it was, um, I have to say that that place absolutely is haunted and paranormal um, just because of the fact of the type of deep and dark and almost demonic noises that we heard plus that we caught plus that dark mist that was hovering over. You saw it with the naked eye. We have our pictures. Um, the feelings that we got as we went through there and not, not in all rooms, but at times that there was, it was more darker than any other places. I mean, we had been in places where we had caught outstanding evidence that is undeniable. Um, where man, men in the mirror, little girls here, um, literally men's voices responding plain as day and plain English, full sentence, but we never felt threatened. I did at certain times through this felt like there was a dark, um, uh, just a dark presence, a heaviness on you, something always watching you. I remember we had gone outside, there was a maze 
that they had built for the um, for the Halloween attraction. And remember, it was it was just really, really, really cold. It was about fifteen degrees, um, as stated earlier. And there was a gentleman named Charlie who was in our group. Um, him and I went outside, and I just remember feeling like we had separated. We were together asking questions, and we separated throughout. Um, started asking more questions, knocking on the, the wood for, that was set up for the maze. We would get knocks back. But I always felt like when I was outside on that particular side of the house through that maze, there absolutely was somebody constantly following me. Charlie had I also stated that he thought I was behind him when I wasn't. I was on the other side of the maze. That Somebody had literally grabbed his hood and pulled it back. Um, so certain little things like that. I mean, that never that didn't really happen a lot, especially being touched or grabbed. Um, and a lot of our, I would say probably 90 to 95%, we didn't have too many of those, um, instances happen, but there was definitely a dark presence, but there was times where it got to one at one or say like two o'clock, a little bit after we caught that, that dark mist. And then all of a sudden, like the air felt clear and nothing went on for about two hours. And so that's when we usually say it's time to wrap it up. I don't, we can't stay here all six, seven, eight, you know, in the morning, but we had put in about six or seven hours. It went on from probably 9.30, 10 o'clock to, um, yeah, about 2.30, and we wrapped it up at that point. But it was uh, it was definitely a dark and, 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 and demonic feeling at certain times there. And, and maybe if we had gotten the opportunity to do it again, it, was, uh, it would have been a great experience to be able to just see if it really was the same feeling. But um, my personal opinion is that place is definitely really haunted, which gives it more lore and more uh, mystique about it and mystery surrounding it with, and makes it more scarier during the Halloween haunting. But um, just based off of the, the evidence that we caught, um, that, that place is absolutely haunted and it's definitely a darker presence in that home. So whether the folklore about what went on, ancient Native American battle or burial grounds, whether or not she was conducting some kind of witchcraft ritual um, back in the late 18, early 1900s, and still the story of where the family went and never was found again is very mysterious. One of the things about the fact that it was vacant for 100 years, not sure the validity of that, but this is based off of all the research that I've done over the years, really gives the place kind of a really dark kind of uh, aura around it, but it was very fascinating. It's a beautiful mansion, a beautiful home. I will say that. And uh, it does sit up on the hill and sit back in a, almost like it's when you're driving by it, it's staring down at you when you drive by it. It just has a very, um, very mysterious aura about it. So um, yeah, that's our, that's, that was my experience in my paranormal investigation story about the demon house in Monongahela, Pennsylvania. If you ever get a chance, they have a, a pretty good Halloween setup throughout end of September into, I believe, Halloween time. And um, do some research. Do a Google or Bing search on um, Demon House in Monongahela, Pennsylvania, and you'll see some some pretty good stories. And then, you know, check out our old page, Spook Spitzberg, on Instagram, Facebook. There's, there's evidence right there from the Demon House. And you can actually see what we caught. And um, the picture's pretty fascinating. You look at it, and it's it'll make your hair stand up in the back of your head. But uh, that's our episode about the Demon House and uh, Paranormal Files, and I thank you for listening. And again, please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our YouTube page, Saga Media. And uh, thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.